Well, 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 good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good morning. It is time for Real Talk, Real Solutions. How are you today? My name is Dr. Anana Pfeiffer, Daryl Holm, and I am the woman and youth civility practitioner. And I'm super excited for this opportunity to share with you as you come on in the room, as you share, either you're watching us live, or you, are you listening to our podcast or watching uh, streaming on YouTube? I just want to first say welcome. I, I thank you for joining uh, in today and listening in. And, and you're not here by chance. So as you come in, please state your name. Where you where you where you're visiting from? What what city? What state? What country? That's why we always say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, because we know you could be from anywhere in the world um, chiming in today. But I tell you, we're here every week, every Wednesday. We have the opportunity to share uh, and just really talk, right? Real talk, but also uh, really talking about some of the the challenges that. Uh, we face, and particularly as women and, and girls globally right now. And today is going to be just that. So as you come in, I always say to comment, like, and share, because you never know what nugget, what piece of the story will be the, the, the takeaway of the nugget to help save someone else. You just never know. So let's play team and let's comment, like, and share and participate uh, in this process. It is not just myself. Uh, tonight, we have an awesome, awesome guest that is going to come and share her story, her testimony, and also her vision, what God has given her for this time and for this season. So I'm excited. This has actually been a long time making in the making uh, for us to share this platform and chat. So it's really her and I, but listen, you guys we have an opportunity to have you to listen in. <laughs> so please do that. Uh, just be a part of the conversation, all right? So one thing today is actually Denim Day. And if you're watching, put in there, hashtag Denim Day. Do you know what Denim Day is? Have you heard about it? And the weird thing is Denim Day has been going on for about 22 years now. And I personally did not know, I want to say maybe the past three years is when I um, became aware of what Denim Day is. And this is a global a global awareness. Um, so here in the United States, but also it's actually started in, um, I want to say Italy, but um, it was brought to the United States in California. So for the past 22 years, it's, this day is to bring awareness to honor Sexual Assault Awareness Month by uh, creating the Denim Day, where it's an opportunity to practice solidarity and support survivors, right? And also renew the, our commitment to exposing harmful behaviors and attitudes regarding sexual assault. So today's campaign really is about wearing denim. Um, and I do, I did have on my denim, you probably can't see, but I actually have on a special shirt too uh, in tribute. So you'll see that uh, Denim Day is just a campaign. And, and it really was based out of Italy. And it begun after a ruling by the Italian Supreme Court where a rape victim was overturned because the justices felt that since the victim was wearing, get this, tight jeans, tight jeans, y'all, she must have helped the person who raped her remove her jeans, thereby implying consent. Could you imagine? But this is not long ago. This is just 20, 20 plus years ago, right? So following that day, the women in the Italian parliament, they came to work wearing jeans in solidarity for the victim. 
And there's a great organization called Peace Over Violence. And you can see them on Facebook and Instagram. And they developed the Denim Day campaign. And this was in response and in solidarity to show activism surrounding sexual assault. All right. So again, since this campaign has started, we really try to get out of, you know, the myth of blaming right? And, and considering that she must have done something wrong. Anybody ever, uh, you know, there's something that had to be the clothes that she wear, the way that she danced, where was she? Why was she out that time of night? Have you ever heard of those things, right? Oh, she was drunk, right? Anything like that, she must have been, must have been the cause, right? And we have got to stop that in its tracks. We, we, I say for myself, when you hear it, you don't be the one to even verbalize it, but when you hear it, you stop it and you say it, that, that that's not the way this goes, right? We cannot blame the victim, right? So this is just something that a part of, you know, raising awareness. And I always take the time to have that real talk, real solutions. And I, and I put up a st stat that one in four black girls, one in four black girls in the United States, girls of color, will be victims of sexual abuse. One in four. So guys, that's one in the four girls in your family, one in four girls at your church, one in four girls where you work, right? One in four girls right now, your neighborhood will become victims. And when you think about that, me just putting up the victim, the, the stats, I am a victim of rape, right? And even being open and honest, to be honest with you, I think I was well full grown in my 30s before I was able to be open and transparent even say that 30 plus years before I can really, you know, not no longer become the victim, not be the one to walk in shame because the person who was the perpetrator, the assailant, that's the one who should be in shame, right? Anybody agree, right? And so when I put the statistic out and the more and more that I speak about it, I've realized that it just changes and it allows other women to say, yeah, me too. You know, you hear the Me Too movement. That's what is so liberating because once you can say, this is me, I'm being open and transparent, this happened to me, then we no longer, we can take down that wall of shame. And then you too can say, or you can let allow liberty and freedom for others to talk about the abuse that's going on. So that's what Denim Day is about. That's what this month is about. A theme is to really raise awareness in regards to sexual assault. And wearing the jeans on this day, is it, it makes it visible that we protest against the misconceptions around sexual violence. So I thank you for allowing me to give that, uh, what is it, public service announcement? Because again, real talk, real solutions. I, that means that today, if 40 people listen to this podcast today, and or 40 women, we, we know that there's a percentage of, of us that have, have become victims. You as a mother, as a grandmother, as an auntie, as a father, as an uncle, you know that these are the statistics, especially concerning women of color. So let's keep talking about it. Let's be the solution because that's what it's about. That is what it's about. So as you come in the room, again, it's denim day. And I thank you for joining me. Now I'm going to move right on to our guest because you know this is a time of women dialogue. Being a World Civility Ambassador, I have the opportunity to meet and work with some incredible, incredible people in particular women and this one right here she's right here in my backyard <laughs> she's my neighbor she hails from new brunswick new jersey 
right? And now I call her Elder Kotiki, right? Last name Anderson. Now she have to say because it's Tisa, and I'm not sure if I said that right, but Kotiki is Elder Kotiki is with us today, and she's an author, she's a playwright, and and the one thing that I can say about her specifically is that she is someone that has a heart for people. She has a heart. You know, you meet someone, and you can really say she has a heart. She cares for people, for humanity, and I can say for sure, for women, right? She is saved. She is filled with the Holy Ghost, <laughs> and her desire is to live uh, live and preach the gospel. Again, she's from New Brunswick, New Jersey. She is a native. Uh, she was licensed in 2011, and she was ordained in 2016. Uh, she served as the youth director at Tabernacle Baptist Church under the leadership of Pastor Leo H. Graham. Those who know from New Brunswick, you know that is certainly a staple uh, in our community, right? So she served under his leadership, and she now serves under the leadership of Pastor Charmaine Evans at Bread of Life Kingdom Fellowship. She became a published author um, in um, 2019, March 2019, two years ago now, right? Wow. And now she is going to add to that a playwright. And we're going to talk more about that. Her book is called A New Year is Coming. And here's the thing. It's not a long read, but it's a powerful read. Okay. She talks about the broken season in her life and how she was able to endure. And have you ever been broken and felt like you didn't know whom you could turn to or how you were even going to be able to endure to get through it? Well, a new year coming, it will inspire you, it will help you. And she is here today to do just that. So please allow me to welcome to the show, Real Talk, Real Solutions, our special guest, Elder Kotiki, how are you? I am good, I am good. Thank you, Dr. Anana, for the invite. This is truly, truly, a pleasure, a blessing, and I just give God, who's an honor, who's ahead of my life, but even connecting us together. Amen. And just as you spoke about Denim Day, is 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 real. We as women have to speak up and stop putting the blame on ourselves for everything that happens in our life, you know, and even society just blaming us, the women, for what they have on, you know, um, even when it comes to date rape, no is no. Yes. Um, so don't be ashamed to just speak on it. I feel like we um, women who go through um, that have been abused or have been just hurt, like even physical, emotional, spiritual have been hurt. We try to mask it and we try to act like it didn't happen. And we find ourselves in a broken season, a broken state of mind. And we try to numb it. You know, even if it's with alcohol, with drugs, some people numb it with sex. We just try to numb that pain any way we can. But we have to really speak out, speak on it, stop trying to hold everything in. Because I found out that with me, like going through so much, I held so much in. I, I always say, why did I have a stroke at 34? It could have been some of the stuff that was bottled in me, all the things that I was holding in, Come not on. speaking on. You know, like stress kills. It, it, it really did. So even like I, I looked at that and I was like, age of 34, you know, then I looked back over my life, what I was dealing with and going through at that age. Some of that stuff could contribute to the reason I had that stroke. For sure. So just speaking what's going on. Stop trying to hold it in. I know at this day and time, you can't trust a lot of people. But you get a sister that you can trust and, and turn to and just be able to 
go to them when you're going through. You just have to have an outlet and stop trying to hold so much in. So I just encourage women to don't hold it in. You speak on what's ever going on. If you have been abused, if you have been hurt, don't try to mask it. Don't try to numb it. You speak it because that's what's going to free you. By you speaking, it's going to free you. And another thing what I've learned is that by you holding it in, it's somebody that's went through the same thing yes. that you went through that yes. needs to know how to get through it. But you holding it in because yes. you're afraid to share your story. Yes. But don't be afraid to share your story because you don't know what that next sister is going through, has just been abused with, and want to talk about it but don't know how. Yes. But it's amazing about when you give your testimony, you see how so many people that's going through the same thing that you went through, your testimony is actually helping them as, and, and it's actually freeing you. So yes. it's just, we have Absolutely. to speak Wait, now you jogged right in. Now, wait, 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 you just dive right in. But but I, I, there's so much even just in that. Now, y'all here, right? The first 30 seconds talking about it, so much that we're carrying and walking around. But, but just before we move on, because you talked about having a stroke at 30 four years old sis yes we, yes. we got to talk about that we, we have absolutely got to talk about that because you you're talking about stressors right <laughs> things yes. that and imagine now living in the pandemic and you know and all of the social injustice things that we're going through as women as people mm -hmm. stress yes. is is serious now you are a living witness to that yes. So, yes. so please tell take us back how many years ago what did that look like how did you know like we, we got to talk about this yeah so um, I was actually 34 years old, as I said. Um, at that time, I had so much on my plate. I was working full time. I was a full time mother. At that time, I was married. You know, at that time, you know, just going through so much, like even in my marriage and stressing, you know, helping, taking care of family members, you know, just going through so much, you know, um, trying to be just just answer my calling to, to the ministry saying, yes, God, I accept my calling to the ministry. And that was in 2010. And then um, 2012, like, I'm really I'm, I'm, I'm having this stroke now. So like I said, going through so much in life and, and so much pressure that could, like I said, rise your blood pressure, you know, and we got to be very careful because, you know, we get so busy. We don't have that time to go to the doctor we might feel something but we'll say okay we'll take a Tylenol it's, it's it's all good but I thank God that God is always there when you need him because I was actually at work I work at Robert Wood Johnson so when I passed out I was actually at work because if I wasn't if I was at home I wouldn't have I would have made it because I, they were able to take me right down to the ER and you know assess me and get get me worked up and everything but we have to also listen to our bodies because our bodies give us signs. Our bodies let us know, you know, the pain comes. Our body really talks to us. But do we listen to our bodies or do we say, no, I, I, I can still do this. I can, you get the phone call. You know that you're tired and you can't do it. But you're still saying yes because you want to please everybody and do for everybody. And I found out that I really had to start listening to my body and also self-care. I had to take care of myself. In order for me to take care of somebody else, I have to take care of me first. So we have to be very, we have to listen to our bodies. It's very important to just take some time for yourself. You know, self-care is very important. I'm learning that right now, like it's so important. You know, just being able to listen to my body, you know, when my body is like, like you know, slow down, you know, because uh, I'm like always on the go. Like I'm just going and going. And I said, I'm like, I need to slow down. Like even like now I'm 
I was um, talking yesterday, so I did Bible study in my church, and I'm like, I need to even spend some time with God. I need to just slow this down because I need prayer time. I need communion time with God. So I need to start listening to my body, listening to God. When he said, okay, because let me tell you, if you don't, he will sit you down. He will sit you, he will, he will sit you down. You know, you keep going. God, God will sit you down. He'll, 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 he'll put you on that on that um sick bed. He'll, he'll do it just to, for you to rest. To you know? save yourself. You exactly. know what I mean? Like you're already you you really are, are you know headed for destruction. Yes. You do not. Absolutely. Yes. And it's like yes. slow down to speed up. You yes. know what I mean? Like understand. Yes. You need to rest. You need to yes. take it down in order to really have that momentum and do the things you got to do. You you do need to slow down. Exactly. Slow and down. and I feel us as women, we just feel like we could. We could do it all in, in you know, one day, but we, we have to pace ourselves, slow down, get that set on when, so, you know, so we could we could be good, but we could be able to do what it is God has called us to do, be able to take care of our family, be able to work, but we have to just take that time, just be like, okay, I need this time for me now, you know, let me go in my room and just shut down. Yeah, you know, that's secret place, that closet. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, we, yes. we hear it, we see it, but you know, like life is, is just keeps you going, you know, like just mm -hmm. on this rat race, and it's so so important. My goodness. Yes. So now, listen, yes. I know because you just jump right in there. Let me bring them all back. So, so listen. <laughs> <laughs> so now, I we even get to the part as far as your bio. Now, you and I love, you know, I love your mommy and the aunties. You have an amazing yes. family. I know that I yes. know the season saints, I know yes. they're around watching, right? Yes. But then, <laughs> So, so then tell me about your children. You have three amazing children. I have three. I have three amazing children. I have um, my firstborn was my son. His name is Azel, 26. Okay. Then I have my daughter, uh, Jada Anderson. She is 23. Okay. And then I, my daughter is now 14, Kayla. Um, they are the love of my life. And that's why I push so hard. I do, I, you know what I'm saying? I have to, you know, I have to push and let them see me, you know, even when I was going through, I had to put a smile on my face so they could let know that mommy's okay. You know, I'm going to get through this, you know, because even with the stroke, it was tough for them. They were younger, you know, me being in a hospital for weeks and then coming home, not able to walk, not able to do cook, you know, mommy duties. It was, it was hard for them. So um, they are um, amazing kids, you know, and um I love them. Like, you know, I strive for them and I just, you know, wish the best. It's like God has been really working last month. You know, he went and you know, gave his life to God and, and you know, it's like you know, our children, you know, even if when they're going through, you know, I just have to be there for them, you know, and they have really been, you know, motivated me, you know, through everything I've been through. They have been there for me and have, you know, motivated me. And, you know, even my, they're my bigger motivator. Mommy, you could do this. You, you're going to be fine. You could do this. Even like when I'm stressing out, they're like, calm down. You're going to be just fine, you know. But, um, yes, they have it. been I truly there, so you know. that motherhood piece of it. Now, yes. I, I don't, okay, I don't, I, can't, I still can't get over the stroke at 34. Like, honestly, because, and then, because even when they told you that, I know you're like, who, what? Because it was, it was, it, it was such, it was like, when I went to work that morning, like I wasn't feeling well and my coworker was like, go home. I'm like, no. And actually I went to the bathroom. I don't even remember how I made it back to my office. When I woke up, I woke up in the ER. And then when I woke up, I had no feeling on my whole right side. And I was like, wait, something's wrong. I can't 
I don't feel anything. And, and you know, they rush me to CAT scan. I'm like a stroke. I'm like, this is like, this is, can't be possible. And like, even as getting ready to be discharged, you know, 34, I'm like telling doctors, it's like, oh, you got to go to rehab. I'm like, I I'm like, I'm too young. Like, you know, <laughs> right. people, like, you know, so, you know, I made it. I was like, listen, let's um, think this through. Like, let me go home. I will do rehab at home. And there was like, if somebody there with you 24 hours, you could go home. And thank God I had, you know, close family. Right. At the time I was married. So my husband would go to work. My mom would come when he came back. My mom would go home. Like, so it was really good and had intensive, you know, therapy. Yeah. And like, to this day, my doctors look at me and still can't believe I'm not walking on a cane because they said oh, I would never be able to walk on a cane. But that's nothing but the grace of God. And, and like I said, like, I don't know, like I always say things that we go through. It's not always just for us because after I had that stroke, I was able to minister to so many people about not giving up. You know how many times you know people have strokes, they they give gig, they give up, you know, they you gotta push your way through it, you know, like anything you go through, you gotta push your way to rehab and, and get your strength back. Mm-hmm. And like it was awesome, so hey God, that this is like part. I had to go through this because it was people I had to minister to. Yeah. So sometimes we go through things we don't understand why we go through. It's not always for us, but it's for us to be able to minister effectively to somebody else to get through what we went through. That's so, so was, good. I always say it's not about you, boo. I promise exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like we think I, I tell you this that it will. It, it is really not about you. It feels like it, but yes. I promise you, he gonna bring mm-hmm. you through, and it exactly. ain't gonna be about you. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like and I, I, I had to get out of my pity party because I, yeah. I went into a pity party. I'm being honest and transparent. I went into a pity party. Like how is this happening to me? I just answered my call. I, I got depressed about it, you know not being able to walk, and you know those were my right side, so that's my dominant side. Not being able to write, and you know so. It got to me at, you know, at a point like, oh, my God, like this is like really happening to me. Like mm-hmm. I just answered my call. I just say yes. And this, Ooh, you know, go ahead, girl, I you, just, you know, you make you think about it. The cost of yes. You know, we sleep when we the cost of yes. You know, you think that just because you say yes, you it's going to be a smooth road. That's when all the testing trials is going to come. It's when you say yes, the text will come and we just got to learn how to. Go get through it. We got to learn how to get through it. And that's Girl, it. I'm about to run. You better be glad we're on TV because I can run all around this house. Chase us. You better say that. The cost of yes. yes I'm telling you. Yet expected to be to succeed. Okay, yeah, yes. Yet expected to succeed. I yes. Think that was even a bit of my story. I, you know, I, I was at Robert Boyd with you, girl. Mm-hmm. You know, a divisional yeah. director had the title, making the money, yes. had the office. And I mm-hmm. promise you, for three years, I wrestled with that thing. And it mm-hmm. was like, no, it's time for you to what? G.O. I see yes. Reverend Ivy on here. She will mm-hmm. be a witness to it. It was yes. time for me to do. Oh, since I wrestled with that thing, wrestled with mm-hmm. it. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because right. you was comfortable. You were oh, comfortable. So that's the thing. We get so comfortable in positions and so comfortable with people in our life. And when God trying to take us from there, we struggle with it. But what I found out that even when it came to me, like, my marriage and everything, when God would say it's time to let go, but I'm worried about what people are going to say or think of me, and God is saying let go, and I'm trying to hold on. When God said let go, and it's time for you to go, you best believe that he has something already there better for you. So he's 
He's trying to move you out of that. Even with the job, like I was in the cat's lab for 11 years. He's like, it's time for you to go. I struggled with that thing. I'm like, go. I'm like, I've been here for 11 years, but it was some people he was taking me away from. Yes. It was a place he was taking me away from, and I needed to be somewhere else to uh, minister to other people effectively. So I'm looking like, okay. So I had to start to learn to listen to him and be obedient. And when he said go, I'm gonna go because he already got it already. Step, whatever it is he has for me, bigger and he, better. Bigger and better. <laughs> peace, more peace, more joy. It might not even be, you know, the financial aspect. Yes. No, we could go, or we can go all day on that one. But mm -hmm. let me just tell you the other part about that when you said, um, you know, the cost of it, because mm -hmm. I remember the same thing. So when I left the job, like immediately, I was still, I might have just gave it no, given notice, right? And mm -hmm. then when you go, when you leaving, right, you you know the insurance might change. So I went and got yes. the full workup, sis. I was like, check everything <laughs> from the head to the toe, the root to the toe, to make sure I'm good, right? Yes. And here they come, oh, oh, wait a minute, there's something in your thyroid. Oh, girl, what? Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, the same thing, Lord, what you mean? How, how the world they going to talk about you could be cancer? You need mm -hmm. to go to the Cancer Institute. The devil is a liar. I just mm -hmm. said yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That thing is good. That yes. thing is good, but yes. you gotta be tested. You gotta go you, through the test, right? You have to go through anything, the test. I, I learned that anything that goes out for for mass production, anything that goes big, right, it's gotta mm -hmm. be tested. But in yes. the laptop we on, the camera we on, Every, the, the lighting, everything has yeah. got to be tested before exactly. it is actually mass produced and put out there on display for everybody mm -hmm. to get it, to purchase it. So it's a part of the process. So I just so, wanted to, you know, just let somebody know. It's okay. It's part you, of the process. You, don't don't tell Okay. It's okay. It's like, it, like I said, it's, it's, and the thing about it, the, the word I, I love is through. You're going to get through it. So if you're going through, so that means you're going to get through it. But how are you going through it? Though? You can't go through it looking back, looking at the past. You got to keep your eyes focused on, on, like I said, like I was saying, I, was, I thought about it yesterday. I said, Peter started to sink when he took his eyes off of God. You know what I'm saying? We got to stop taking our eyes off of God. We got to continue to look straight ahead. Stop. People are going to throw your past at you, but you can't let that your past determine your future. You got to continue. It's like, okay, that that was, I was that way, but now, you know what I'm saying? This this is me today. And I want to continue to keep my eyes on God, continue to be obedient to his word and just allow him to lead me. And, and that's and that's what it, I had to do. Like like I said, like my whole from 2010, like I said, I said yes. Mm -hmm. 2011, my grandmother passed. That mm -hmm. devastated. Mm -hmm. That was the person that was my rock. That I had to, anytime I had a question, I called grandma. She she let me know. She she break on tell you how it is. Right. So then 2011, I mean 2012, that's the stroke. Okay. And then right after that, that's when my marriage, everything, it was like, I'm like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it was so, I'm like, okay, God, like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? But I had to know through all that pain, there's purpose. In your pain, there's purpose. In your dark sea, that there is purpose. All right, you know, make like sure you take that, guys. We gotta give them a time. In your pain, there is purpose. Okay, y'all yes. put yes. that in the comments. Let them know. Let them yes. know. Okay, yes. go ahead. And, go. And, we gotta and, make sure we get them. <laughs> yeah, it's purpose. It's like we don't. We we feel like you know, as Christians, we're not gonna go through. We're gonna go through, and, and the Bible tells us that we're gonna go through. But like I said, how are you going through it? I had to say, okay, I'm not gonna be bitter about this. I'm gonna be better. You know what I'm saying? So I begin to write when I begin. I just begin to like write down things and you know, 
never thought ever that I would be an author, but I was just, my therapy was writing, you know, because I felt like, okay, I, I'm not going to talk to people. Or I'm not want people, you know, got you know, time for this. So I began to just write my third with the right and let me tell you it's okay to go to counseling let me tell the people feel like oh you know that's like it's not okay it's okay to go to counseling <laughs> you know and and writing is a therapy like i wrote and it just got it out and, and i felt better mm -hmm. so even like when um before I, I had ministered at Pastor Dinetta's church and she gave me a, a journal she said oh this is for your book I'm like I don't got a book like you know what book like I don't have a book so and then right before um, my father-in-law, he had passed and he, it was New Year's Eve. And he had told me to tell my ex-husband something. To this day, I don't remember the time we were still married. I was like, well, we not talk, we not on good terms. And he lifted up his Nike hat and he was like, a New Year's coming. And he said it three times. And at that time, I'm thinking the next day is New Year's, okay. That New Year, he passed away. Mm -hmm. The next day he passed away, but then he kept coming to me and like a new year's coming. So I went immediately in prayer. I'm like, God, what is that? What is that? And then God said, That's your book. I'm like, I don't have a book. Like, so I'm looking like, wow. wow. So that's when I got all my papers together. I was writing, and that's how a new year is coming came about by everything okay. that I wrote. And like I said, it's a short read, and I put in um pages for people to write because yeah. I felt like during the time when I was writing. It, it, I felt a release, you know, I will write and be just as I'm writing tears will, you know, come down, you know, but it was something that helped me get through the time that I was, you know, like going through, like you've know, been married, been in a relationship for over 20 some years and it's over. So you're like afraid, afraid of being alone, but you're really not alone because God is there with you always. But, you know, when you think about it, like I got three kids, you know, how I'm going to do this on my own. But when I tell you that God, when God tells you to go, he's going to provide. Mm -hmm. He is right. going to provide. And mm -hmm. so I just tell, I always tell young women and women, like, don't stay in a relationship because of the kids. Mm -hmm. One, I've learned because you don't know the toxic things that they see until yeah. after you get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, kids, like in a relationship, kids, you, you think your children don't see certain things. They see things. They might not let you know it's afterwards, mm -hmm. but it affects them too. So even though we're saying we're standing it because of kids, but you're affecting that child. You're hurting that child. They're seeing things and we're standing it because of them, but technically we're truly hurting them as well. Yeah. So I had to really, that was a struggle. It was hard for me to, you know. Okay, wait, wait, let, let me stop you. Let me stop you because, okay, so we, 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 we went to the stroke. You were married at the time, right? Yes. And that was what, 11 years ago? Yes. No, the stroke was yeah, well, yeah, almost yeah, almost eleven years. Ten ago. years ago, yeah. so mm -hmm. okay. yes. So after the stroke, how many years later did you get divorced? I stepped so up. After oh, the well, stroke, that's I did. There's a whole other story in that. Like. <laughs> I I only been um divorced two years now. Wow. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So you're newly divorced. I'm newly, you're newly divorced. single. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, what does yes. that look like? What that's, does that and feel like? And that's another new, thing. New just, year, but, new season for you. What does that look yes, like? Yes, it's, it's a brand new season for me. But like I said, the piece that I have right now is it, I, I, I wouldn't trade it into the world. Just to be a prisoner in your own home is not a good thing. Nice. You know, going home and not being happy, going home, not being in peace. But the peace that I have right now, I wouldn't trade anything for the world. And that's why I know it was God said, let it go. Because yeah. the peace is like, 
you know, and, and the joy that I had, you know, is I had to get, you know, used to being, you know, single. I don't know about like this single life, you know. Right, right. But you know, I know that God is is He's good and um He's with amen. me. And, amen. Amen. And and the the funny thing that when you was even thinking about it, you know, like going through it, it, it feels like that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, what next, right? Yes. But God already has that planned out, right? Yes. So yes. that's been two years, and then you brought your home. Okay, yes. Talk about that. Let me tell you that when I tell you, oh my God, I got to step back on that one. The, when, when, I, when, like, when I tell you, so I um <laughs> went through the voice, went through all that, you know, always were in the house, always, you know, saying, you know, every fear, my credit's not good. I can't get a house. I don't have enough. And, you know, just fear, fear is all fear is, you know, got to put that faith before fear. So, um, after the divorce, you know, me and my kids were in our condo, you know, renting a condo for a year. And I'm like, I need, you know, something bigger. And then at that time, also, I wanted to bring, you know, my mom, you know, with me. And let me tell you, like, it is, um, God is so awesome because we um, purchased this house during the pandemic and COVID. When I tell you that if you look at my credit, if you look at everything, you would say, like, how in the world were we able to get this house? And it was nobody but God. And let me tell you, like, I looked at houses and I kept saying, okay, this is not big enough. It's not enough space for us. And I was like, and I just began to pray. And I was like, God, you have something set aside just for us. And when I tell you, when I walked into that house that we're in now, it was like, um, but the spirit just felt like all over me. As soon as I walked through the door and I told my relative, I'm like, this is the house. He's like, how you know? I'm like, I just feel it. I'm like, this is the house. And so I just walked all over and it was um, it was a two family where they make a single a single family, but it's enough room for all of us. And um, my whole thing is I, I wanted to be a blessing to my mom. My mom rented for over 47 years and all she ever wanted was a house. And I said, if I could do this for her, God, like this is all I want to do is this see my mom in a house. You know, my mom's 77 years old and she was like, I'm too old to get a house. But I was like, if I could take her with me and we get this house. And when I tell you, it was it was truly nobody but God. And even like um, getting into it and um, the, the person that was buying from anything that I asked, it was like, yes, and yes. I'm like, wow. It's just the smooth transition. I'm like, this, wow. Like, and there was nobody with God. And people tell me, you'll never get a house. You know, people would tell me, like, you ain't never getting a house. And But when I tell you, I was like, in a pandemic, God still was blessed me with this house, you know, able to bring my mom to this house. And, you know, and just to see her, the smile on her face, that's, that, that was, that was nobody but God. Nobody but God. You are me. Talking. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But God. And that's the big thing. When you you can't look to man for nothing. Like yeah, he do that, right? And that's why even it don't make sense to us, right? But you have to know without a shadow of a doubt, right? Mm -hmm. That you can't claim it. You can't say so and so help me with it. No. This and that. If it had not been been for the Lord on my side. If they, um, um, when I tell you, like, I, I'm still at all. When I walk into this house to yes, this day, I'm like, I'm, I'm still at all. I'm like, this, this, this is God. This is all God. Like this, I had nothing to, you know, and just being connected. Like when I tell you, like being connected with the right people, you know, and when I, when I tell you, when you go into prayer and God direct you, 
to the right people. And like with the realtor, let me tell you about the realtor and the brokers. I got them start praying because I would, they would call me with something. I'm like, oh God, God, I'm praying. I'm praying. So about the last call, he called me. He was like, everything is done. I said, like, yeah, I'm praying. He's like, you know what? You got me praying. He said, because through all this process, every time I called you, you're like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm praying about it. Like you did nothing. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm glad you're praying because that's what you need to do. Right, I right. said, when, even when man says no, Come on. but when God says yes, is no, I'm telling you, and people got to realize when God opened that door for you, nobody could shut it. Nobody. So when I walked in, God said, this is your house. No matter what the bank, other bankers was coming with, the other lawyer was coming with, I was like, oh, I got God got it. Okay. You know, it's it's my house. Like, this is my house. And then the thing about it, let me tell you, at the end, so my uh, realtor and my broker was going at it so much, and then the closing date got pushed back. Mm -hmm. They wasn't communicating with that. I was like, okay, that's your whole whatever, right? Mm -hmm. We get to the lawyer, I mean, to lawyer office to sign all the paper. It was like, we just got a certified um, letter. They was about to put that house back on the market. I said, yeah, but you see where we're sitting there, right? We're signing these papers. Nobody but God. Man, oh man. And I love this. I love this. I love it. I love it for so many reasons because, again, those dark places, the things you had to go through in your life in the past mm -hmm. where people are like, you know what? You ain't getting this. Just give yes. up. You know what I mean? Yes. Just stay stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, like where you could have been. Right. Yes. But I love how you said, you You know, it's a choice about choosing faith over fear. Yes. You, you do is. have a choice. Like we yes. always have our free mm -hmm. will. And, mm -hmm. and it's something about that. Like you still have a choice. I'm going to move by faith. And yes. if you did not know 10 years ago, eight years ago in the rehab that you would now be here uh, 11 years ago, owning your own home, being able to take your mother, you know, from yes. renting for 40 plus years to now. Yes. You didn't see it, but God saw it. God he saw it. it. He knew it. You had to go through it. Yes. But he yes. saw it. He knew it. And you had to go through yes. it. Yep. Go you had to go through it. Come you had on. to go through it. And that's and like I'm saying, like at the, and it was crazy because it was like I felt like I was having a job experience, test after test after test after test, and then still test like the recently, like my family losing so much, lost my cousin at the age of 39 to a massive stroke. Right after that, lost my uncle to a um a massive. He had a pulmonary um embolism. Lost him. Then right after that. Lost my other uncle to COPD. So it was like, I'm like, okay, God, like, what are we going through? This test at the test. I said, but you know what? Through it all, we're going to still trust you. Yes. You know, through it all, we're going to still trust you. We're going to still push. We're going to still pray that something happened. And that's what I'm saying. Even as families, we got to pray together. You know, prayer is so powerful. We got to pray as a family and stick together as a just as a family because, you know, the devil tries to destroy families. Like, a, like and that's why I try like and, and fight for my marriage because I was like, oh, this, this is a, the devil. Sometimes, you know, try, he destroys families and, and he's happy, you know, like he, he got, you know what I'm saying? He'd be happy just to see a family divided. But we got to push and we got to, you know, continue, you know, to to try and, and just pray and ask God, you know, to keep us together as a unit. Because when we're together as a unit, we, we're so strong, you know, we're, we're so strong. And like I said, we see, um, we see everybody that lives together except for us. Why? You see all these parents, they can get together. You know, we need to get together and, and, and build each other up. So it's just a blessing just to be in the house with my family, laugh, have fun, and, 
you know, is 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 a blessing. It's such wow. a blessing. It's, it's incredible. Incredible. It's and, such a blessing. And, you know, to even think about it again, people telling you you never have your own house. Your mom, who you know, forty plus years, the never she, she was just. It's too old. It's not even going to happen. Yes. This is, you yes. know, my destiny, right? Yes. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, no, mother. No, no, no. And, and I want you to even talk and speak to those that may be watching and watching in the mm -hmm. replay and what have you. Yes. But think that in a lot of situations, you know, yes. like I've, I've, I've overcome this. I've, you know, this mm -hmm. physically has happened to me. Yes. Um, being divorced or yes. he left me or she left me, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, all yes. of these things, right? Yes. And there's nothing better for me or even losing the house. I exactly. mean, you know, going through foreclosure. I mean, there's mm -hmm. so many things like that, but how can you you keep the faith? Like your witness is so huge. It's yeah. so, so important. So yeah. I get it now. Your heart mm -hmm. for people and how you can do and give and, and worship. It makes sense mm -hmm. to me how yeah. you can really say that. But what would you say to someone that's like, yeah. you know, like someone so, like giving up and feel that way? Like for me, I will say for anybody that feel like giving up, continue to push. You know, like don't don't give up because you know what? When when things get rough, when it's when it gets the hardest, that's when you are so close to your breakthrough. And trust and believe me, I I I wanted to give up. I felt like giving up, but but I kept praying and asking God to give me the strength and to favor me so I wouldn't give up because I knew my my breakthrough was like right there at the end. If I'm going through all this, my breakthrough is close. You know, the devil doesn't want to see us, you know, he wants us to give up. So we cannot give up. We got to continue to push. We got to continue to strive. We got to continue just to lean and depend on God. That's what got me through. Leaning and depending on God got me through. Um, communicating with him got me through. Meditating and fasting got me through. Because as long as we stay connected with God, we could do anything but fail. Because he is the one who strengthened strengthen us on a day-to-day -day basis to get through. And I say to all to the women who have been through the divorce, there's life after divorce. It's not the end. It feels like death. We go through the stages of death, yes, but it's not the end. You still have life. You still have life. You've got to get up. I had to, I had to tell myself every day, get up, get dressed, Go to work, go out, do be happy. And what I had to do, I had to learn how to start loving myself because I lost myself in that marriage. You know what I'm saying? So I had to take this two years out to love on me and to love myself, get to know me because I lost myself, get to know what I like, what I like doing. So I had to learn to love myself and get to know myself. And what I find out is I didn't love, how could someone love me if I don't even love myself? So it was times even when I couldn't even look myself in the mirror because I didn't like the person who I was or who I became in, in the marriage that I was in. So I had to learn to, like I said, love me and learn who I was. So there is life after divorce. Don't stay in it if it's toxic. Don't stay in it if it's abusive. Get out of it because you got to love you enough to know when is enough and so i just don't it's 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 a lot i know a lot of women feel like they just gotta you know stay in it that you might have been told that nobody else is gonna want you you ain't pretty you ain't gonna get nobody else if it's toxic get out of it you know and, and the one thing i always think about that in that 
is honestly our father. Like God loves us so much. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. loves you better than any man could, exactly. any woman, any children. Like his love for you. Do you yes. think like in, in any environment like that, that that's pleasing to him? Like yes. there's just yes. no way. Like exactly. so, it's so, so key mm -hmm. to do that. And I like how you said, um, get to know you. Yes. Like, yes. because a lot of, of course, mothers and wives, and mm -hmm. you do everything. You cook what they cook. Yes. You wear yes. what they want you to wear. Yes. You, you know, you wear your hair the way they want you to wear. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's so many things, right? And you lose you. You, you lose, lose you. your own identity, right? Yes. And that's why even with Moms on a Mission, it's so important to not lose yourself. And you know what? You could be a mother. You could be a wife. But you yes. know what? You're still a child of God. Yes. You're still a daughter of God. And he's got a plan yes. and a purpose for you. Yes. For you. Yes. yes. And then you and then you find yourself, like I said, you find yourself losing you. And then you also um losing your faith and, and, and losing your connection that you have with God because you're so busy trying to please everybody else. God is saying, okay, when is my time? You're trying to, you know, you you're making him your everything. But what about me? You know what I'm saying? You you're not spending the time, you know, with me that you used to. You know, like so, we we for we we have to really look at how our relationships and are we putting God first? Because once we put God first in our relationship, you know, what I'm saying we we it, it will not fail. Like once we you know we get married, we we all happy, and and then we put God on His shelf. It's like I pick you up when you know I need you, but no, you need Him all the time. You need yes, Him when you're in your good days, your bad days. We tend to seek God when we're going through hard times, but even on our good times, we still need him. Yeah. We need to stop putting him on the shelf and he needs to be the ones that's leading us through yes. everyday life. You know what I'm saying? He needs to be the one that's leading in, in your marriage. He needs to be the head of that marriage. And it's just three. You know, we get to say it's, it's one is no, but he's in that marriage as well. So when we leave him out of it, you're walking down a dangerous slope. You're going into a dangerous zone. Now, now, okay, well, there's one thing. I, could you see how time goes, right? So, so throughout all of this, I want us to understand, or let's talk about relationships. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure there's some things that had to change. You know, people that you were friends with or yes. your family relationship. Some yes. things had to change and shift in your life, right? Yes. In order yes. for you even to write this book, to get mm -hmm. by this house, some mm -hmm. conversations had to stop. Yes. So mm -hmm. I, I, I can only imagine yes. because even with that, and even when you talk about the time with God, a lot of times there's relationships that can be good, but they're mm -hmm. not really getting you closer to him. Exactly. That makes sense. Like they, you know, it's because you're so comfortable in that yes. way. So if you could talk to me about the relationships, the, 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 the friendships, so it, and even colleagues and yes. church family, I mean, it could be anything, but when the you it's, had to, uh, yes. cut some relation and the hurt of that. Yes. And, and, the thing, like, and, let me tell you, and he's truly had cut relationship. I've been, I was at my church mm. since I was three years old. Wow. You know, to leave, that was devastating, you know, because that's all I knew. Mm -hmm. But I had to go because I needed to grow. Mm. So, you had to go because you needed to grow. I needed to oh. grow. Yes. You know, so I went to, you know, went to a church that I'm in now, Bread of Life, mm -hmm. where I'm growing, where I have, you know, a spiritual leader that, you know, downloads in me, that teaches me and, you know, that lifts me up. So that was a connection that I went from one church to the next. And then friends. When I tell you that my friends are 
my mother, my aunts, my godmothers, my, like the, the elders that you that yeah, that's yeah. true right now. And I always said, why is God connecting me with all these old people? You know. And then I have my spiritual mother, Minister Dixon, that's always there pouring into me. So He's gonna take people out of your life, childhood friends that you don't understand. Like this have been my friends for years, but God is gonna put people in your life that's gonna help lift you up. You know, the toxic people. I was like, God, I so much toxic. I don't need to hear this conversation. He removed me from toxic, you know, conversation chains. I don't want to hear that. Like, okay, no, no. You know, like people that's not talking to build you up, but tearing other people down. He's going to take that away. Like when he's he's trying to get you to a level where he wants you to be. And we we get upset. Like I think I'm like, dang, God, I feel like I have nobody. Like I have no friends, you know, or my mother, my auntie. Yeah, that's fair, but like you know, like where are my friends at? But in this season, he had me connected with the right people that is helping me build me up, not tear me down, you know, motivating me. Yeah, you know, because you gotta realize, like they always say misery love company. So as long as you're miserable, those yeah. people are gonna be around you. And what gets me, I'm gonna tell you, when I begin to write my book and to share things with people. That's when I learned, like, wow, this person is not even from me. Like the things they would say, like this, the dis, like the, to try to like to discourage me and like telling me like it's not gonna be good. I had a friend tell me about the play that who you think you are, Tyler Perry? You ain't Tyler Perry. Wow, you know, like so you have to, you know. So that's why in my prayer I always ask God for eyes, ears, and hearts of discernment. But I can know who's for me. Oh, hold on, let's me. slow that down now. Now, folks who's watching, y'all put that in the comments. Now, say that again because I got my pen now. Because <laughs> don't take this money makers. Now, what was yes, that? When I go into what? prayer, I always ask God for eyes, ears, and hearts of discernment, for I can know who's for me and who's against me. All right. It's very important to always watch your circle. Yeah. You always watch your circle. That's good because I always say the circle check because things change and yes, change, change. And, and everybody is not for you for you till you get to a certain level, right? Mm -hmm. But when it's beyond that, it's beyond yes. their own a vision for themselves, right? You're mm -hmm. getting bigger than that. It definitely, definitely happens, and it's not even personal. Like yes. you know, I, I'm just as part of growing and and you know, mm -hmm. it, you yes. realize that it's really not about again, it's not about you, but it's really about, about them. You. They're speaking mm -hmm. from their own place, their own insecurities, their yes. own experience, right? Yes. And even to mm -hmm. protect you, if you will. Yes. But you yes. have to know that, you know. Yes. And, and, and then you also know people are only in your life for a season. You have some people that's been yes. in life for a season to help you in that season, but we got to know when that season is up. You know, we got and some people are in your um a life and for life. But, you know, but some people are in just, you know, for a season. So we got to know when that season is up. You know, I had people in my life when I was going through, you know, my divorce, whatever, helping me get through. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it was like, where are they? You know, because that's that's the season they needed to be in that's my good. life for that time. You know, so we got to know when you know, people seasons are up in our lives. Absolutely. You know, but... I and, and it's life, it's natural, mm -hmm. it's the natural progression of life yes. in general. Everywhere we see. Now we mm -hmm. see the trees growing, they budding yes. because it's that season. Yes. When winter mm -hmm. comes again, things gonna fall off. That yes. things gonna die. It's okay. We're used to that, but we don't yes. want that in our own relationships and mm -hmm. our own life. But yes. it is just natural. It, it is what's happening. So if the trees know, the birds know what to do, exactly. the, the ants know <laughs> where to come out, the bees know, uh trust me, in life yes. it's gonna be that way too with people. 
people. But we can yes. go on and on since we, yes. we got to wrap this thing up. Yes. I want you to talk about the play. Tell me about the vision. What's going out? The dates, please. How can yes. people connect? Get yes. tickets. We got to yes. be there. So, so the play is, is on, coming. Play. Yes. The upcoming play is August the 7th. It's going to be at the Ruckus Theater in New Brunswick. Um, tickets are on sale on Eventbrite. And this is opening of the book up to light. I have some wonderful actors, um, dancers, and I'm telling you that God is doing something because, like I said, I didn't think I'd be writing a book, never thought I'd be writing a play. And when I tell you that God, every rehearsal is just the spirit get higher and higher and, and God is just revealing more and more. And the best part I have to say is that even when I was doing to play, God told me, he said, men are broken too. Men go through as well. So there is a, a, a young man, which is my brother, I call him. He's in the play and he's actually telling his story. And I'm telling you, you do not want to miss his story. He had a powerful story. And then the other actors are actually playing out what I went through, the broken seasons in my life. It is um, four monologues that's gonna be played out. Um, like I said, um, get your tickets, it's on Eventbrite. Um, books are still on sale on Amazon.com if you want to read a book prior to the play. Um, but it is, God is really stretching me. And um, But this everything that I do, I just do is to help someone else. I want to be transparent because there's so many women that are going through things and they don't know how to get through it or how to talk about it. But I just want to encourage you to keep pushing, keep thriving, and just know, like I said earlier, there is pain. There's a purpose in your pain. There is purpose in your pain. You might not know why you're going through it right now, but when you when when God reveals it to you, why you're going through it might, like I said, it might not even be for you. But there's a purpose, and there's a de and you have to get to your destiny. So you got to push through it in order to get it to your destiny. Oh man, so it's so true. You are a testament to that, of that, and I truly believe it. It's really just the beginning. Like yes. I don't know, after plays in August, what next? What next, sis? I don't know. I just feel like, what's the next? Well, I because do. I'm gonna share. I am currently writing my second book. So okay, okay. I'm I currently that. writing my second book. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. And I just thank you um, again for your obedience, um, for your faith, like the courage, because people see, you know, they see the things that, you know, the accomplishments, but they don't know the courage and the things you had to go through yeah. to get, get to that. Mm -hmm. And um, I thank you for that because there's a lot of people that stay in that broken place right? For yeah. comfortability. But I understand mm -hmm. that it, I always say the, the, the vitamin C's, right? It takes yes. courage. It takes yes. confidence. It takes yes. consistency. It yes. takes that to get to yes. success. It takes yes. that to get to destiny, right? Mm -hmm. And then and that's what I see in you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for your yes. <laughs> I thank you so yes. much. Um, and we're gonna yes. we're gonna hear more. Probably have you come back maybe the week before the the uh, you know the end of July. Yes. Come back and talk about it. Maybe even have you know some of your cast or you yes. know I don't yes. know. Let's do like a little something real talk about that. Yes. Um, yes. Because certainly a new year is coming, and I, and I feel like even again post pandemic and what we all been yes. going through and the losses yes. that that is it's more powerful now than ever. I don't yes. know about you when I when yes. I think about it and I, and I read the book and think like this mm -hmm. is so poignant right now today. Yes, it's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you, breakthrough breakthroughs are coming. I'm telling you, a change is coming. And like I said, that we can't we can't allow our pain to make us bitter. We can't allow our pain to make us 
turn our face away from God, that's when we need him even more. We just got to continue to just, like I said, lean and depend on him. A lot of people, we feel like we can mask pain, like I said, with alcohol and junk. That pain want to still come back. But I know a painkiller <laughs> take away all your pain and it's not going to come back. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a witness. God will take away your pain. I'm telling you, just trust and lean and depend on him. And his timing, don't rush it. Go through it. Go through the process. That's good. That's go through the process because as you go through the process, there's a lesson in everything you go through. Every That's test right. you go through is a lesson. Yes. Yeah. There's a blessing in your lesson. Come you, on. Just, that, that, you and you ain't just talking about it. You living it. You are a witness to it. If yes. you like to see that house, I saw the post. They fixing the yard. <laughs> Look, that's real talk from you. Okay. Real, yes. real talk. Because it's like we never lose. You know what? Yes. It's always just a lesson. It's not. It's never a loss for me. It's mm -hmm. a lesson. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Next. You know. Yes. You get stuck yes. in that. You feel bad about it, man. Go mm -hmm. ahead. Dust yes. yourself off and keep yeah, going. Get back up. Get back up. <laughs> Love it's it. not over yet. Yeah. It's not over yet. Just get back up. Get not just get back up. Keep and and you know up. what? And then one other thing I think I, I see Rev. Hello, Shamara. I see Rev. <laughs> Alice Gatlin. Thank you guys for joining. When you talked about the painkiller, because a lot of times we want to avoid that pain. We want to yes. get out of it. We want to mm -hmm. listen. I got you. You better stay there because you'll come yes. back again. Look, that's yes. a whole other thing. <laughs> but 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 really trust him through that. Yes. You know, it's so, so important. And again, you know, even what we started, you know, yes. dealing with sexual abuse and things and mm -hmm. denying those things. Yes. And we feel ashamed. But no, mm -hmm. we're we going to go through it. We're going to dress it. We're going to yes. go to the, to, the, to the source, to the one yes. that can heal us. Exactly. Um, not fix us, but heal yes. us. Right? Yes. Um, yes. So it, it's just incredible. So sis, I thank you. I know you can see the comments there. We thank you all for yes. sharing in this, in this time of real talk, yes. real solutions. Elder Kotiki Anderson, she is the bomb dog call. <laughs> and we are twins today. Yes. <laughs> because I know. A new Year's coming shirt. Come I, I give shout out to Shamara and give shout out to, to TJ for our shirts. Come on. Yes, come on, yes, come on. Yes, but yeah, it, it's yes. just it's just incredible. So I thank everyone yes. for watching. And again, make sure you comment, like if you haven't hit the share button, you yes. hit the share button. You what we're talking about, grief and her just yes. story about the stroke. That's just Oh my goodness. I mean, that alone right there, going through the divorce, now in her new home, having to leave her job and move. I mean, so many shifts, so many changes, yes. but still standing here strong, beautiful, favored, fabulous, and just getting started. Hey, come on, sis. Yes. I thank you. I thank, thank you, I thank you. you, I thank you, I thank you so much again for your yes, for being here and sharing with us on Real Talk, Real Solutions. And you know what? Listen, this is where we hear every week, same place, same time. Yes. We appreciate you for joining us. It'll be another episode. We are kicking off Mother's May is Mother's Day. We're focusing on motherhood. So we'll be back for the month of May talking to mothers about motherhood and having some real talk and offering real solutions for the mothers. So without yeah. further ado, listen, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you. Amen.